Under the Tartan Sky, episode 44, produced 8 August 2017. Is your soul awakened by the stirring sounds of a good pipe band? Do you marvel at the display of color, grace, and movement of a Highland dance troupe? Do you share a pride and honor for the men and women of the armed forces? If you answered yes to one or all of these questions, then a military tattoo should be on your bucket list. And if, like me, your heart is in the Scottish Highlands, then the Highland military tattoo is a show for you. I'm Glenn Moyer, and in a moment, we'll take a virtual trip to Fort George Inverness and go behind the scenes of the Highland Military Tattoo with its executive chairman and director, Major General Seymour Monroe, here under the tartan sky. History, heritage, archaeology. In 2017, Scotland invites you to peer into the mists. Scotland's history is a long and rich one, filled with stories of legends and myths. Its heritage can be found in fields of standing stones and the ruins of castles that once were clan strongholds. Through the science of archaeology, new discoveries of ruins and artefacts are continuously being made that often reveal tantalising new clues to stories yet untold. In 2017, more than 50 events are planned to build around nine major festivals as Scotland invites visitors and locals alike to come face to face with the past. Great legends have been made throughout Scotland's history. What story will you write when you visit Scotland in the year of history, heritage and archaeology? Mention the words Scotland and military tattoo together, and no one would blame you if your thoughts immediately turn to the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo, held annually in the month of August in the capital city. It's all a part of the Edinburgh International Festival, celebrating its 70th year in 2017. And while it often seems that way, not everyone can be in Edinburgh in August, and you might be surprised to learn there is another, if much younger, Scottish military tattoo well worth noting. It's the Highland Military Tattoo. Entering only its fourth year, like its more famous relative, it too offers a dramatic backdrop in the form of historic Fort George near Inverness in the Scottish Highlands. Some say it's a more friendly tattoo, where spectators are located more closely to the parade grounds, making for a more intimate experience. Still others say it is a more traditional military tattoo, including marching bands, highland dancing, and often emotionally moving military reenactments. Director of the tattoo is Major General Seymour Monroe. He's a former commander of the 1st Battalion of the Queen's Own Highlanders, having seen active duty in Northern Ireland and in the First Gulf War. 
Following several other appointments and upon his retirement from the Army a dozen years ago, he became involved with a project to upgrade the Highlanders Museum, housed at Fort George. A part of the planned upgrade included the staging of various events in support of the museum, and in 2014, the Highland Military Tattoo was established. Now, even though I'm a veteran of marching bands, having played trombone from elementary school right on through university, it's only recently that I've become familiar with the term military tattoo. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, and no, it's not having the Marine Corps anchor in globe or a naval ship with the word mom emblazoned on your chest. It's a term that dates to the 17th century, as General Monroe explains. The origin of the term tattoo goes back to uh, an old, it wasn't really a ceremony, but it was, it was a drummer's call um, when the duty drummer from the battalion was sent round the local pubs in the towns and villages at a certain time of night, and he gave this call on the drum uh, to tell the troops it was time to stop drinking and to return to barracks or to the camp. Uh, and in Dutch, it was called tip-tap-toe, which means turn off the taps. And from tip-tap-toe, it evolved in English to tattoo. And from that original uh, drummer's call, it evolved into a military ceremony with more music, uh, and then things like dancing were added and vignettes and, and, and other acts, so that something like the, the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo and the former Inverness Tattoo, which both started up just after the Second World War, had um, a, a show of about an hour and a half or so, a combination of, of, of bands and dancers and singers and, and various reenactments. And, and that's where, where we are now with, with Tattoo. What was the original um, reason for establishing these tattoos, as you talked about, immediately after the war? Was it a sort of a celebration or an homage to the military at that time? It's a combination of the two, uh, and that's what we have continued uh, at Fort George. It's supposed to be a, a, a wonderful show, but also a show that, that commemorates past deeds and, and, and honors those who have died in the past or been injured in the past. So, uh, yes, there are. it's a celebration and it's a commemoration. The Highland Military Tattoo, the, the one there in Fort George, is a relatively young event going into its fourth year this year. What was the inspiration for its founding? How did this particular military tattoo come about? At the same sort of time that the Edinburgh military tattoo started up just after the Second World War, so they started one in Inverness. And that tattoo took place uh, in, in the city itself, in, in the Northern Meeting Park. But over the years, and particularly latterly because of military commitments, it, it became a very small event and, and they stopped it in 2011. And that coincided with us doing this upgrade project at the Highlanders Museum and saying, gosh, what a good place the fort would be to hold a tattoo if we ever decided to do that. And we decided to do that in 2014 because we wanted to raise the profile of the fort and because it is such a good place to hold events such as a tattoo and because 
even in those three years since the Inverness tattoo had ceased, there was already a clamoring for another tattoo to start up in the Highlands. And Fort George is very much a part of the Highland military tattoo. It has a brilliant um, military history all its own, and yet it plays a key role in, in the show. Um, and obviously as a visitor center, uh, tell me a little bit about the role that Fort George plays in the Highland military tattoo. Well, it provides a, a wonderful setting uh, and a marvelous backdrop to the arena. It's a great experience for somebody coming to the tattoo at Fort George because they come uh, in through the wonderful uh, entrance over the over the, the moat across the drawbridge uh, into the biggest fortress in the United Kingdom, which has got dramatic fortifications and uh, amazing uh, barrack blocks um, designed by Robert Adam, who is a very famous uh, Scottish architect. So it is a, it is a a most impressive fortress. And, and, and then you can have food and drink and then wander around the ramparts before the show. And then you sit down in your seats in a rather more intimate arena than there is at uh, Edinburgh um, with this very impressive backdrop of, of the battalion headquarters and the museum. Uh, it's not quite as iconic as Edinburgh Castle, I grant you, but it is an extremely fine backdrop. And the, just the whole setting of Fort George is just so right for a tattoo uh, being held in the Highlands of Scotland. You say it's not perhaps as iconic as, as uh, Edinburgh Castle, which is the backdrop, of course, for the, the tattoo there. And yet Fort George goes right back to the days of Bonnie Prince Charlie. Yes, indeed it does. And, uh, of course, Bonnie Prince Charlie and his troops burnt the old Fort George down, which was in the middle of Inverness. And so after the Battle of Culloden, uh, the government had to build a new barracks for its forces based in, in the Highlands. Uh, and the, the site beyond Ardesir was chosen because it, it was a good site to defend. And it also covered the sea approach from the Murray Firth to Inverness. And there was a threat uh, from the French Navy. And so that was an important factor in deciding the, 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 the location. And thereafter, although the French Navy didn't invade and, and there was no more rebellions, um, it became a government base in the north. It then uh, was used uh, for training troops going off to the Napoleonic Wars. Um, and later in the 19th century, it became the training depot for the Seaforth Highlanders. Um, and as we moved on to the First World War, and since then, it became the training depot for all the Highland regiments, because next door to it are some very fine ranges and the backdrop, the back, the, the area around Fort George uh, has got some wonderful land for training. And indeed, some of the, the, the Normandy uh, landings were practiced along the Murray Firth and, and by Fort George um, because the beaches are quite similar to Normandy. And since then, uh, it's been used as a regular infantry base. And, and today, the Black Watch, uh, the 3rd Battalion, the Royal Regiment of Scotland, are based there. And it is one of the very few places, if not the only place, where you have a fortress open to the public as a tourist attraction, but is also still a regular infantry battalion 
space. 2017 is the year of history, heritage, and archaeology across Scotland. Uh, one of the annual themes that Visit Scotland uh, puts forth to promote tourism to Scotland. You mentioned Fort George is, in fact, an, an active military base, but it is open to the public uh, as a tourist adventure as well. So a visit to Fort George this year in particular really pay, plays into um, the theme of the year, that being history, heritage, and archaeology. I assume you could learn a great deal about, uh, certainly about the military history and heritage while you're there at Fort George. Yeah, you certainly do. I mean, it's a, a prime example, certainly, of history and heritage. I'm not sure that archaeology comes much into <laughs> well, it. But, okay. Um, you, you know, the, the uh, and we have been playing on, on that theme, entering into that theme, and uh, we work with Visit Scotland uh, on that. Um, yes, it, it, it is, it tells the, the story of the military in the Highlands, uh, both the government forces after Culloden, but more importantly, perhaps the local Highland regiments uh, with the soldiers and the officers drawn from the clans and the, the local communities of, of the Highlands uh, who were trained there uh, right up to the, the present day. And, uh, and thereby, it also tells the story of the communities of, of the Highlands, because Actually, um, second to farming, the Highland employment was 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 military. Uh, so it, it's a great site to to study. Yes, military things, but also uh, the military in the community and and the community as part of of the military. And I guess if I could be so bold as to argue with the general, I, I would argue that. Certainly there is some archaeology, at least relationship, uh, given that Culloden is indeed, the battlefield is right there near Fort George. And we know there have been archaeological digs that have turned up great bits of history that are available to be viewed uh, in a visit to the Culloden battlefield very nearby. Absolutely. And, and not just Culloden, but all along the, the, the Murray Firth, there are digs uh, because there were a lot of settlements along the Murray Firth. It's very fertile uh, for, for growing crops uh, and, and near the sea for fishing. And, and of course, much of the, the uh, travel was done by sea in, in those days, long before, before they invented wheels and, 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 and carts and, and built roads and so on. So, yes, there are lots of archaeological sites to see near Fort George. In speaking of things to see, Fort George is essentially located, and by that I would, I would suggest that, I guess, a visit to uh, attending the Highland Military to two uh, can be, in its own right, a worthwhile event. And yet, for someone who wants perhaps a more um, extended Highland vacation or Highland experience, uh, there's a great deal of the Scottish Highlands to be uh, visited and experienced based around the Highland Military Tattoo in Fort George. You have Inverness nearby. There is, of course, Loch Ness, and goodness knows one must go hunt for Nessie if you're in the area. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I know there's good golf in the area. There's uh, talking about some of the settlements in the countries. There are some historic inns up in the Black Isle area, which is just across the Murray Forth. Uh, and, of course, there's the Forth itself. So really quite a bit of a a true Scottish Highland experience to be had in relation to a visit to the Highland military tattoo. Is that right? No, Glenn, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, I mean, Inverness is a very good central spot for anybody who wishes to tour around uh, historic sites. And you've mentioned some, Culloden, Corder. Yes, you've mentioned Loch Ness. 
there are great golf courses around here. Uh, and, of course, there are lots of whiskey distilleries, too. Oh, let's not forget uh, that. <laughs> Spoken like a true military man, General. I'm proud of you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a great place, and it's, a, it's a, an extremely attractive part of the world. Uh, the climate's normally quite good here. Uh, you've got the, the wonderful coastal areas of, of the Murray Firth and around uh, Murray, uh, and then you, you go westwards into the the spectacular highlands and, and to the west coast uh, with the islands as well. Um, and you can do that following the, the North Coast 500 route, if you like. Yes. Uh, and they're thinking of doing a, a Murray Firth coastal route too, uh, which will probably join up. And guess where it'll join up? Pretty near Fort George. Outstanding. Well, and let's not forget, I'm not sure if you're a murder mystery fan. I am. And uh, just recently, of course, on the BBC has been the program The Loch. And that's a, yes, a, a, a brilliant murder mysteries all set right around Loch Ness. So visitors could come yeah. and see a lot of the filming locations. And, and I know having been there before, I've been watching the show and, and seen a lot of different places that I've been to and, and yet seen some new scenery uh, from around the loch. So there's that to be had as well. No, there are. And there's lots of films made up here. And, and you mentioned the loch. And of course, there's Outlander. Uh, there's, uh, I think some of the Game of Thrones may have been filmed around here but there's all, all sorts of things um the, the william wallace films and the robert the bruce films you know and, and all the and brave heart and so on um you know there, there's lots lots of um lots lots of celluloid being generated up here <laughs> a lot of film history to be had there as well then. yeah um yeah let's talk for a moment um you came to the tattoo through your involvement with the highlander museum which is located there in fort george tell me a little about the museum and what one can find there we think it's the best military museum in scotland uh it is primarily the museum of the queen's own highlanders and their antecedent regiments the seaforth highlanders and the cameron highlanders and there are many connections uh, with with Canada particularly and also Australia, New Zealand and South Africa, if one's thinking uh, abroad. And also the Lovett Scouts. We have a Lovett Scouts collection too. And those date back to the late 18th century and it tells the story of of those regiments from then. Much of the first hundred years dealt, dealt fairly quickly but fascinatingly. Um, uh, and then a First World War room, a Second World War room, uh, and and right up to date, and lots of uh, interactive uh, devices there. We can hear music. You can learn more things by by engaging with with all the various um, interactive gadgets there. But it, it it is it has got some of the most fantastic collection of pictures, uh, weaponry, uniforms, uh, stories. Um, and it really does. Uh, it's very, uh, very well interpreted, and we were insistent upon that, so that people could come in who didn't know anything about the military and could go away with an understanding of of what a military battalion is, what its role is, what it comprised, what the sort of things it does. And uh, back in the uh, late 18th century, uh, right down to, to the present day. So it's a great educative process um, based upon uh, some really wonderful architects, uh, artifacts uh, with some, some, some great stories. I mean, there, there's something like 15 Victoria Crosses in, in the museum. 
there's Hitler's, Hitler's dispatch box that was uh, retrieved from Berlin um, by a Seaforth Highlander. Uh, all sorts of exciting things. It's a really great museum, and, and it receives enormous plaudits from people that, that visit it. I've not visited yet. I'll be there this September for the, the tattoo. But from photographs I've seen from the previous years, visitors on the weekend are able to interact one-on-one with some real military characters. This is not all just looking at things behind a glass display case. There's some real uh, human interactivity going on as well, isn't there? Well, there is in the fort, um, as a norm- in the normal course of events, if you were to visit t- today, for example, there are people... There are people wandering around reenacting positions in various regiments and different stages in the fort's history. And on the days of the tattoo, uh, you can walk around and you can talk to our reenactors who will be reenacting various moments in history. Uh, And you can talk to the soldiers, uh, the modern-day soldiers and airmen and, and, and sailors and the bandsmen and so on. So... You know, you you are able to to, to really get involved. It, it's it's known as a friendly tattoo, and because people, you know, you you feel part of it as a visitor. You don't feel it's sort of at, at arm's length. You get really involved, and then it's an intimate arena, and it's just fantastic. What you're telling me then is it's not like you just buy a ticket and come in and take a seat and watch a show. You really can get kind of a behind the scenes um, involvement yep. with some of the uh, some of the performers. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's coming in. It's, you know, you've got half of the, the fortress to wander around, uh, have, have a, a bite to eat, um, a, a glass of beer or whiskey or whatever, wander around the ramparts, chat to the, the, the performers, chat to any of us uh, before you sit down and enjoy the show. So, yeah, it, it, it's, a great ex- it's a great experience. It's not just a show. And so where do some of the performers come from? I, I know you have international bands, I'm assuming, that uh, participate. Are the reenactors, are some of the, the real on active duty soldiers at the fort, are they somehow involved as well? Give me a sense of what is the entertainment cadre like? Over the last three years, we have had uh, an international band each, each year. This year, in, instead of an international band, in fact, we have got the Queen's Colour Squadron, the Royal Air Force Regiment, which is a wonderful marching display team, which does guard duty at Buckingham Palace and puts on displays all over the world. And we, we've got them on parade because it is the 75th anniversary of the RAF Regiment. But the bands, both the military band and, and uh, the, the pipes and drums, there's a mixture of military bands. They're, they're Scottish military bands, with pipes and drums and a marching band. Um, and so most of the most of the performers amongst them will will be Scots, and then we have uh, local bands, both youth bands uh, and and adult bands. We have local dancers. Uh, one group from they're both from Inverness. One group does traditional Highland dancing, and the other does contemporary Highland dancing. Uh, we have uh, armed forces teams in 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 an armed forces competition. Uh, between the uh, Army and the RAF this year, which is is great fun. And they're from the local uh, battalion and the local uh, RAF regiment squadron. Uh, We've got Gaelic singers. Um, We have got a class act group, a class act, a wonderful small Highland harp. um, And and they come from, from Elgin. 
Uh, and then we've got the reenactors. Um, some of the reenactment is done by professional reenactors. Uh, and some of those, amazingly, they come from all over Europe because they so enjoy taking part in the tattoo. Others are more local. Uh, and we have some of the troops from the battalion, from the Black Watch, will be uh, acting as uh, Seaforth Highlanders um, under training at the, at the fort. So it's a mixture of military folk, um, many of whom will be Scots, and a lot of local people and, and of a very high quality uh, and who really enjoy taking part on this great stage. It's interesting you mentioned the local involvement. I was quite surprised when I booked my accommodation for the weekend at the show. I learned that the, the people from whom I'm uh, letting my accommodation, uh, their daughter is in one of those, I don't know if it's the traditional Highland dancers or the contemporary Highland dancers, but their daughter <laughs> is in one of the dance troops. And, and when I told them the reason I was was booking there in Inverness um, was to attend the tattoo, and they uh, they immediately said, oh, well, our daughter is one of the dancers, so I'm looking Looking forward to getting <laughs> getting to meet her and, and really get a, a behind the scenes feel of what it's like to be a performer in the show. Yeah, well, that's that's great. I'm so pleased that you're doing that. That's brilliant. Um, and and this year, Glenn, it's different to the last years in that we have got a Royal Air Force, uh, Royal Air Force Regiment, and, and therefore uh, Royal Flying Corps theme. Uh, in addition to our heritage and, and history theme. And we will have uh, a World War I biplane giving an aerial display before the show. Uh, we will have uh, a reenactment of the Battle of Arras uh, and a Sopwith camel will be part of that display. Um, and we will be talking about what the Royal Flying Corps did in support of the troops at the Battle of Arras. We then move on to the Second World War and the formation of the Royal Air Force Regiment, who were formed to defend airfields around the world. Uh, and we're reenacting this happening in, in North Africa. And we will have a backdrop of a full-scale replica of a Spitfire. And we come right up to date with an RAF Regiment patrol from nearby RAF Lossimais, uh, who provided force protection to the military bases in Afghanistan. And so we'll see how they have um, moved on from the Second World War and how they patrol today. It's amazing what a small world it is, because as you mentioned, Lossiemouth, I have to say that one of my dear friends was the president of our local Scottish society the year before I was elected president. And he is a Scotsman who served in the military, in the RAF, and was stationed at Lossiemouth. But I, you know, I had never heard of Lossiemouth before, and now all of a sudden I'm going to be right there in the neighborhood and yep. get to see a display. And, and when you talk about a Spitfire, now you're talking my language. I've, I've long believed that I was born too late. I, I, I've always believed I was born to be a fighter pilot in World War II. That era, and that, that if I were going to be in the military, that's what I would do. My dad loved airplanes. My two uncles were in the Air Force, and... Um, and that that whole era, one of my favorite series of books is a, a series of books called uh, the Dave Dawson War Adventure Series. And it's about a young American and a young British guy who hook up right at the beginning of World War II and go on to become famous fighter aces. Um, so right. I can't wait to see that Spitfire, um, even if it's a replica. <laughs> that is one of the great airplanes of, of history and um, how neat it's going to be to see that. So now you've really yeah. got my heart pumping. You, you got my adrenaline and, and, going. Uh, 
Just to get you racing from moment one, the, the start of the show is signified by an RAF ty- Typhoon fighter jet flying mm. over at a very, very low level from RAF Lossiemouth. Outstanding. Well, that, that all sounds fantastic. Um, you mentioned Gaelic, and the Scottish Highlands and Islands is really the stronghold for the Gaelic language, which has a long and distinguished history in Scotland. It's still spoken in Scotland. So how and why is, is Gaelic being involved in a military tattoo? Well, of course, all our Highland officers and soldiers used to speak Gaelic, and it's only in, in recent times that uh, English is, is the main language. But right up until just before I joined um, the Queen's Own Highlanders, uh, the Signals Platoon, which is the Communications Platoon, were selected to, uh, if they were Gaelic speakers, so that um, actually uh, you did, they didn't need to use code because nobody else on the planet understood what they were saying. Um, so, so Gaelic is, runs very strong through the veins of Highland battalions. Um, yes, you're right. The Highlands and the Islands are the stronghold of, of, of Gaelic today, and it is also the year of the Gaelic welcome. And so we will be welcoming people in the Gaelic. We will have some Gaelic songs, some Gaelic poetry, and we will be teaching the audience a few Gaelic phrases. Oh, so how fun. How fun. I've actually taken a few Gaelic lessons. I need to get back to it. Uh, my schedule just got to where I couldn't keep up with it. So I've, I've learned basically uh, which is how are you, uh, thank you, and a few other words. So I look forward to maybe learning a few new sentences yeah. or phrases when I'm there. Well, Slangeva is not a bad one either. That uh, well, means cheers. Absolutely. Slangeva, <laughs> that one I know as well. Um, I'm curious, in something you just talked about in, in military forces being able to use Gallic speakers and not having to use code, uh, I'm well familiar with, and I've had the opportunity, the great honor to meet some of them, uh, some of the, Amer- the Native Americans who were known as the uh, wind talkers here in the United States and who were used essentially as code talkers because they spoke in their native Navajo language and confused the Japanese in the Pacific theater. So was yeah, there, a, was there, a, is there a similar story in the British military? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that is, that is right. I mean, and, and that is why we had our communications or signals platoon full of Gaelic speakers so that, um, not, not even the English regiments could understand what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we know how the Scots are about not wanting the English to understand. <laughs> but let's let's don't go there today. That's another story probably for, <laughs> for another time. I guess in general, to wrap things up, the big question would be, as a military man yourself, what do you hope visitors will take away from the experience? I'm sure, because we've had this feedback from the audiences in previous years, that they're taken, uh, they are just in awe of uh, the setting of Fort George, and they just enjoy the, the spectacular show, um, the, the friendliness of, of, of the show, and they go away with uh, a feeling of... Uh, a great ceremony, but also uh, a moving ceremony too. And one hears of some people who have been moved to tears by some of the reenactments and some of the singing. Um, but the overall feel is is really what a memorable, fantastic evening we have had. Quite unforgettable. My thanks to my guest, Major General Seymour Monroe, Executive Chairman and Director of the Highland Military Tattoo, Fort George, Inverness.
The event dates for this year are September 8th, 9th, and 10th, and tickets are still available on the event website at highlandmilitarytattoo.co.uk. Don't worry, a link to the site will be in our show notes at www.underthetartansky.scot. If you're in Scotland or will be visiting in September, I urge you to consider adding the tattoo to your itinerary. And there is still time to plan a trip if you've holiday time available. A very perfunctory online search found airfares to Scotland from $1,000 to $1,500. And as the general pointed out to me, with the Highland military tattoo being in September, the end of the high season for tourists, accommodations are easier to find and likely less expensive. If a trip to this Highland military tattoo is out of the question, well, it's not too early to begin planning for next year, when the dates will be September 7th, 8th, and 9th. I'll be there this year, and I'd hope to see you there as well. Next time, my guest is Paula McGuire, just your average 30-something Scottish lass who has publicly battled against social anxiety and is now about to combat a lifelong fear of water by attempting to be the first person to swim entirely around mainland Britain, having only learned to swim a few weeks ago. Until then, I'm Glenn Moyer. Tapalev, agus alapak gabra. Under the Tartan Sky is a production of Glenn L. Moyer Creative Communications. For show notes and more information on this and all Under the Tartan Sky episodes, please visit our website at www.underthetartansky.scot. And while you're there, check out our online shop where you can buy exclusive Under the Tartan Sky logo apparel and other items. Have an idea for a future episode? Well, get in touch via email at info at underthetartansky.scot. Visit and like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, where our username is at underscore Tartan Sky. That's the underscore symbol Tartan Sky. And thank you for listening.